Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The Senate does not know what's important. Nope. No, let me let me let me rephrase that. Senate Democrats do not know what's important. They're going to debate abortion rights today. They're going to go when inflation is 8.3% and some people tell you that's soft when baby formula cannot be found on the shelves and they're going to go argue about abortion. It's the concept of out of touch. And one of the many reasons you will never find me being a progressive is that they are not connected. They are not tethered to reality. They're tethered to fantasy. They're tethered to ideology as opposed to the needs of the people. The needs of each other. The needs of us and of we. Which is why it's so important that we show up and vote. It's why it's so important we make our voices heard. And it's why they keep pushing things on us that don't make any sense. I'll get to that coming up. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What is going on, everybody? I got to tell you, I am I am in full level of flabbergast at Schumer and the rest. And how they are going about discussions of abortion, discussions of the Supreme Court, this all is because there was this leaked, you know, ruling. It was the first draft from uh, Justice Samuel Alito. And, and this, this leaked ruling uh, says that they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, we don't know what's going to happen yet because it hasn't happened yet. We have no idea how it's going to go down. What we do know is that it led to protests in the front of justices' homes, intimidation of justices, that, and people like Speaker Pelosi and people like Jen Psaki are completely, totally fine with it. As a matter of fact, Jen Psaki says intimidation. What intimidation? So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date, and we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes, and that's the president's position. But the silence is pretty deafening about all of the other intimidation that we've seen to a number of people. What is she even beginning to talk about? January 6th? Is it always coming back to January 6th? Because in the January 6th conversation, I mean, they've gone full, completely insane. This was Nicole Wallace over there at MSNBC. What Fiona, I think, puts into uh, undeniable and uncomfortable reality for Republicans is that everything about January 6th made everything about invading Ukraine easier for Vladimir Putin. Do you know how ignorant that is? I mean, do, do do I have to play it? All right, I'll play it. Beyond ignorant. The invasion of Ukraine by Russia came from a total inability to deter and came from the absolutely despicable withdrawal of Afghanistan where Americans were left to die. That's what happened. And that's what got the world saying, wait a second, Biden's a moron. 
Which is, I assume, how they said it. I mean, you're right. It's unkind when I say it. But I'm thinking about that's that's how they uh, said it. And said, hmm, we can do more with this. We can now move, make moves that we normally wouldn't have made. Back to the abortion conversation. So they don't even understand how wrong it is to sit silently while justices are threatened. Could you imagine if Sonia Sotomayor had to go into hiding? That's un-American. My gosh, what kind of country is this? But when you ask people like On The View, they'll tell you how important this is because uh, maybe now uh, they'll know how important this is to us and they'll what, change their mind? Which was the whole point of the leak in the first place. I know there's the theory, right? There's this... uh, there's this rumor, and the rumor is is that it was actually leaked by a conservative justice or clerk to try and get uh, Justice John Roberts uh, to, to, to push their way or to keep uh, the conservatives, you know, on the straight and narrow. It's a theory. It's a theory. I don't buy that theory. I do favor doing dr- engaging in drastic measures for anybody who leaked this including impeaching the justice who of whoever the clerk was and by the way there's some problems with my theory because what if the justice didn't know what if the justice doesn't approve uh, is that the really the way that you you engage these things i'm simply trying to put forth that we can't allow leaks from the court we have to put an end to it before it starts and there has to be a penalty of such severity that it simply stops That's what I'd like to get to. That's what I hope for. The Democrats, with inflation, with baby formula, they are engaged in a conversation about abortion. And listen to how Chuck Schumer talks about it. If the MAGA Republicans get their way, pregnant women could lose their lives because there will be no exception for the life of a mother if there's a dangerous complication in the pregnancy. If MAGA Republicans get their way, women and their health care providers could go to prison for life for their medical decisions. The price of this MAGA attack on women's rights will fall on every woman in the country and fall especially hard on the most vulnerable, low-income Americans, black Americans, other minorities. And as you know, this is not an abstract exercise. For women, it is real and urgent as it gets. This is a five-alarm fire, as Senator Murray has stated. Chuck Schumer wants, first of all, MAGA Republicans. Oh, oh Democrats can't meme. They, I'll, I'll, I'll discuss that one coming up. But if Republicans get their way, women and their health care providers could go to prison for life for their medical decisions. Now, this is where some of the fear-mongering comes into play. Uh, Mitch McConnell said the Republicans would kick abortion issue back to states, not ban it. There's been a conversation whether or not they would try and criminalize uh, abortion. I would say to you that there are absolutely Republicans who would want to criminalize abortion. And if you want to get into the idea that you could somehow jail the abortion doctor, but not the person who's having the abortion, 
right? That is a very, very odd, awkward argument that the political right has been trying to make for 49 years. The one place where it, it cracks, if you're going to say that it's, it's killing, you're going to go after the people who kill, you got to go after the mothers. That, that would seem to be the, 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 the argument as, as you play it down the line. So Republicans would do good and well not to get into the conversation of criminalization. Because it's a hard one to, to, to separate, even though they've done a, a fair job of, of trying to separate it. But the Republican Party should be nowhere near that. I argue there are definitely some Republicans who want that. They want to criminalize abortion. There's no doubt that that's true. The vast majority of people, not just Republicans, want to be able to have a say in their state. And some states are going to not have abortion at all. And some states are going to have absolutely unfettered uh, uh, abortion and partial birth abortion, some really awful, horrible things that Chuck Schumer is in, is in favor of. And some states are going to have abortion with massive levels of restrictions. And people are going to vote on that. It's going to change. It's going to morph. Of course, it should be to the states. 150%, it should be to the states. Don't even get near it. That's today. Tomorrow, you might get near it. Today, not at all. If you get the win in the court, and I would consider it a win for, for a myriad of reasons. It would be a win because I happen to be a pro-life guy. It would be a win because on the constitutional grounds, Roe v. Wade was poorly decided. If you get the win, take the W. Take the win and be quiet. Let the states do their thing. See how these laboratories work out. Let the 50 states go about making their decisions and kind of see where things go and flow and then decide whether or not if it's your issue, whether or not it's something you want to bring up on a federal level, whether it's something that needs a federal level, whether you need to continue to fight progressives on a federal level who will never stop utilizing the power of the federal government to keep uh, you from saying no. Because what the progressive wants is unfettered abortion every day, every way. They want to sing their abortions. They love their abortion. They never meant an abortion they didn't like. They, I mean, it's, 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 it's fetishy weird. These people are fetishists when it comes to abortion. They, they can't get enough. It's, it's very, very strange stuff. But I, I don't know if Republicans are smart enough to, to, uh, to, to, to stay calm and to let these things play out. I, I would hope that they are. I don't know. I really, truly don't know if they are smart enough and calm enough. But on a day like today, with inflation where it's at, gas prices where it's at, and top line, moms can't find formula to feed their kids. Democrats are pushing to make sure there's a vote on the ability to have partial birth abortion. As I said earlier, Democrats hate kids in utero and out. That's a rough thing to say, right? That's rude and that's crude and that's awful. You're right. I shouldn't say Democrats. Just their elected leadership. 
I'm Tony Katz. Should I break down this inflation thing? Or should I break down the insanity of people like Hakeem Jeffries, like number three in the house, making the claim that wages are up? Wages have increased for the first time in 40 years. That's Congressman Hakeem Jeffries making the claim that wages are up. This is uh, a guy from the Cato Institute on CNBC. Look, I have a, a couple initial reactions. One is there go real wages for the month of April. Uh, the second reaction is that there were some transitory factors that were, were actually bringing this number down. I'm looking at used cars, which shaved four tenths, of, which were down four tenths of a percentage point. There are some base effects uh, that weighed down on inflation last month. Uh, but I think that it's it's a mistake to be looking at a lot of individual components because the bottom line is this is a broadening inflation problem. When you look at any survey of businesses, any survey of households. Yes, a broadening inflation problem and the wages increases in April disappeared because inflation at 8.3 gets near the all time highs. What the market is hoping is that this is the proof of the peak but I think they were expecting 8.1, and they got 8.3. So I don't think they get to to live in that fantasy that somehow things are going to start becoming on the mend. They've already gone through the bad parts. I don't think anybody feels that. There's a story here uh, that two-thirds of Americans live paycheck to paycheck as inflation continues to climb. Two-thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck? Dang. By the way, I, I had it right. 8.3% um, uh, year-over-year um, on the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, higher than the 8.1% estimate. And I have Hakeem Jeffries, representative from New York, telling me that everything is fine. As a matter of fact, inflation, that's the Republicans' fault. Reactions to the inflation numbers today, 8.3% year over year, 0.3% month over month. Any thoughts on that? Well, as President Biden has indicated, uh, we are going to work and focus like a laser beam on dealing with the inflationary pressures that the American people are experiencing in terms of food prices, uh, certainly in terms of gas prices, and every other day to day kitchen table pocketbook issue that Democrats work on, Republicans talk about, but do nothing about. And as my grandmother used to say, the proof is in the pudding. No one can afford the pudding. Republicans are responsible for inflation is not going to work on anyone because Democrats are the ones in power. Democrats are the ones that control the House and the Senate and the presidency. How is anybody going to blame Republicans for any of it and have it stick? Fox Business. 
8.3 percent, which is hotter than expected. 8.3 percent. That's the year over year headline number. Core year over year. That strips out food and energy. That's 6.2 percent. The expectation 6 percent. So again, these year over year numbers are hotter than expected. Hotter than expected. This, these numbers are bad, and these markets are bad. This bloodbath that's going on in the markets. It's, it's brutal. Absolutely, positively brutal. And there's no end. All right, I, I, if you tell me that the markets were up today, I won't believe that somehow everything's going to be fine. I've been having nothing but conversations. And again, I tell you, I say it clearly. Do not listen to me when it comes to investing. I'm not giving you any investing advice whatsoever. I am saying anecdotally, every person I talk to, some of whom are experts, some of whom just have more uh, investing um, history than I do. Absolutely no one thinks We've hit the bottom. Producer Ari, do you think we've hit the bottom yet? I doubt it. No one. Everyone I have spoken to, everyone is still keeping their powder dry. They're waiting. What else are we going to see? What's going to hit next? What's going to fall next? That's, that's a pretty ugly sign. But once you get outside of that in, in, in the market investments, we get into how you and I live. And how you and I live is with $4.37 a gallon gas and rising. Shelves that are empty for too many items. The inability to engage any time of leisure, activity, or luxury good because we are using up our dollars for the base things, which has a huge effect on the economy. I said, uh, let's call it a month ago. I discussed the fact that I changed our, our vacation plans. We were going to go away this summer. We were going to go away and we were going to go uh, to Utah. I was going to hike. I love to hike. And uh, end up in Sedona. I love Sedona. And, and, and hang. Canceled it. The airline flights were just too expensive. I had no idea if we were going to be able to find a rental car. Never, know, never mind who would be working. You know, would they have the staff? Now I ask the question this way. Am I alone? Am I alone in canceling my vacation? Or am I going to be doing a lot of really cool staycations in Indianapolis with some people? Just smoking cigars and drinking bourbon. Because I think that's the case. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. about the MAGA crowd or the ultra MAGA. Um, how does that jive with his desire to be the bipartisan guy? Well, the president's view is you can do both. 
he believes that there is work we can continue to do together. We're, we're actively advocating for. He was out traveling in uh, just last Friday on the uh, Bipartisan Innovation Act. We believe that needs to move forward. It should move forward. Uh, and that can be can build on the nearly 80 bills that we signed into law last year that are bipartisan. But he's also not going to stand by uh, and not call out what he sees as uh, ultra-MAGA uh, behavior, ultra-MAGA policies um, that are out of the mainstream of the country. And When did ultra-MAGA become a thing, and how the hell did I miss it? Ultra-MAGA. MAGA, make America great again, but not just make America great again, ultra-MAGA, which I'm pretty sure was a character on Voltron. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what's going on, everybody? That's right, Voltron. I know what I'm talking about. This is so out of control. The, the, the silliness, the hilarity in it all, that, that they think that this is a thing. Like, this was Joe Biden speaking yesterday. This, this is a real talking point for today's Democratic Party. Republicans love to attack me as a big spender, as if that's the reason why inflation's gone up. Let's compare the facts. Under my predecessor, the deficit exploded, raising, rising every single year on the Republicans. Under my plan, we're on track to cut the federal deficit by $1.5 trillion this year. We say it again, $1.5 trillion by the end of this fiscal year. The biggest one-year decline in all of history for America. That's in addition to last year, we cut the budget $350 billion. The deficit, not the budget, the deficit, $350 billion. My Treasury Department is planning to pay down the national debt this quarter, which never happened under my predecessor. Not once. Not once. You won't get me to argue that Trump spent too much. You won't. You just you just can't get me to argue it. But first, how is this speech uh, uniting? Secondly, uh, how does the speech help anybody who's dealing with inflation where it's putting them uh, in a very, very tight financial spot or a broken financial spot? And then what is this? Because unlike my predecessor, the deficit has gone down both years I've been here. That is not an abstraction. It matters. It matters to families. Because reducing the deficit is one of the main ways we can ease inflationary pressures. Look, the bottom line is this. Americans have a choice right now between two paths reflecting two very different sets of values. My plan attacks inflation and grows the economy by lowering costs for working families, giving workers well-deserved raises, reducing the deficit by historic levels, and making big corporations and the very wealthiest Americans pay their fair share. The other path is the ultra-MAGA plan put forward by congressional Republicans. The ultra-MAGA plan. You know, there's a, there's a whole theory about how Democrats can't meme. Like, they, they can't. They, they try to make fun of people. They're just terrible at it. This is, did they, did they poll test this? Did they say, hey, what do you like? Ultra MAGA, super MAGA, 
or Mega Maga? How, how did Mega Maga not win, by the way? And now this is the line they're going with. Ne- never mind uh, the nonsense of, of his plans. Joe Biden nor the progressive left understands something key here. Republicans, independents, and Trump supporters are not put off by the idea of ultra-MAGA. You know what they hear when they hear ultra-MAGA? My God, how did I not think of that? When are we putting it on a t-shirt? Ultra-MAGA? From Television City in Hollywood. Sweatshirt. And then I'm gonna get me a, I'm gonna get me something gold because Trump loves gold and he loves ultra mega gold. That's what I'm getting. You tell Michael he could be militant on his own time. We're going ultra mega straight to the moon and back, baby. Ultra mega for America, hot damn. I ran out of things to say right there, but you get my point. They love it. You think people are upset or insulted about Ultra MAGA? You you think they say to themselves, oh, Ultra MAGA, that's that's insulting. I don't want to be associated with that. Oogie boogie. They're not. It's completely and totally fine. Yet the left thinks this is insulting. Now, we should really watch to see how quickly the uh, political left in, in the media uh, sphere takes a hold of, of this. Um, we, we, should, we should really take a look at, at how uh, quickly they start being engaged in this. They don't understand you and me at all. And allow me the follow-up. They don't care. They don't care. The disdain that they have is so complete and full that the last thing in the world they're worried about is what you think about damn well anything. They don't care. They think this is an insult. This? They think that $4.37 uh, cent gas is, is fine. And they told you that inflation was transitory, and that was totally cool. They don't care if they lie to you. Not because I say so. Not because I'm some kind of partisan jerk face. It's because they say so. You ever notice that with this program, day in and day out, What we do is take a look at what they say and then figure out what they mean. Very rarely do you have me engaging in some kind of deciphering, right? I'm divining the the intent of of their words and of of their philosophies. No, I'm always discussing the fact that they tell us who they are. They're showing us what it is they believe. It is, it is fine and reasonable and rational to have a difference of opinion 
about where the economy should be going and how to get there. That's a reasonable, rational thing to do. It is irrational to tell somebody, well, you're ultra MAGA. And think that somehow that's insulting. First, it's unreasonable because it doesn't actually engage a conversation that provides us any any value. Secondly, it is to completely miss where America is regarding Trump. Now, to, to, to spell this out a little bit more, let me go back to, oh, where are it? Here it is. So there were, there were two, I was talking about this earlier, uh, there were um, two endorsements that took place uh, from Trump in the Nebraska and the West Virginia um, races. West Virginia, it was a, a, a primary for who was going to take a uh, congressional uh, nomination. There were two sitting members of Congress. West Virginia lost a seat because of the census. And so these two people were put into the same district, and now they had to fight it out, right? That, that very, very often happens. If you lose a, a seat, you'll have people redistricted, and then you might have to go up against another member of Congress to see who will be uh, the nominee. Two men injured, one man leads. Two men injured, one man leads. You see how that works. You see how that absolutely works. So uh, in, in that race, the Trump-backed candidate in West Virginia, Alex Mooney, won over David McKinley. Manchin supported McKinley. That's right, he crossed party lines to do it. But Trump supported Mooney, and he gets the win there. But in Nebraska, uh, Trump had supported a guy by the name of Charles Herbster. And he, Charles Herbster came in second. Jim Pillen got the nomination. He was uh, endorsed by the current governor of Nebraska, Pete Ricketts. So, does this mean that Trump, who has had 55 straight wins in a row with his endorsements, does this mean that all of a sudden, ah, you see, uh, he got endorsed by Trump, and, and, well, and well, look what happened. No! No one's running from the Trump endorsement. I would tell you that some people will take it and then not utilize it because it's not necessary. In Indiana, nobody was talking about their Trump endorsements. No one was standing on their Trump endorsement to say, you see, this is why you got to vote for me. I'm endorsed by Trump. No, 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 no. They got endorsed by Trump. No one's running away from it. The, the There are certainly hardcore Trumpsters out there. The vast majority of Republicans, I think, are in the following place. I would rather Trump didn't run for president, but I'm damn glad he was president, and I'm damn glad he's on our side. Yeah, I wish he would stop talking. Yeah, I wish he'd stop talking about this. Yeah, I wish he would do more of that. Yeah, I wish he'd get a little more aggressive over here. I wish he'd get a little bit less aggressive over there. All right, everyone's got an opinion. What What else is new? But no one is saying, man, I don't ever want to hear from that guy again. Republicans appreciate Trump's support. Tell me how many Democrats appreciate the support of Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden. How many? Joe Biden gave a speech in Cincinnati before the uh, Democratic primary there, the, uh, the, uh, the Senate primaries. Tim Ryan didn't show up. 
Tim Ryan, running for Senate, he now has the nomination, didn't show up. Who wanted to be around the guy? But for Trump, they'll drive from West Virginia to Pennsylvania to be part of a rally. They'll gladly fly to Mar-a-Lago to get five minutes of FaceTime. Well, that's because the party is just scared of Trump. I just told you that Indiana Republicans didn't run on his endorsement at all. You're going to show me a preponderance of, of, of nominees that utilized uh, Trump's endorsement in, 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 in ad campaigns? Talking about it on, on, on air? I'm sure you can find someone who did talk about it on air. But if you tell me that it moved people to a vote, you're out of your fakakta mind. Some places, like in Ohio, I'm willing to bet that Trump's endorsement of J.D. Vance helped. In Pennsylvania, I believe that Trump's endorsement of Dr. Mehmet Oz, the TV Dr. Oz, helped. By the way, I have no idea what's going to go on in Pennsylvania. I, I've been asked, and I'm like, I, I just don't have, I don't have that kind of divining uh, capability. It was, it was the same thing that was true in Ohio. I had, I had no idea. All I know is J.D. Vance had had a strong lead, and then he had a shorter lead at the end there. And I think it was... Uh, for for Josh Mandel, it might very well be the end of of a non storied political career that could have been. And that that that's my take right now. Certainly, things can change, but I don't pay enough attention to Ohio and Pennsylvania to really know the the the, the inner workings and the and the details there. So I, I I didn't get into too much of it. Right there was just what what was I really going to get into in in the end result. No one is turned off by Ultra MAGA. They think it's hilarious. They want it on T-shirts. You will see Ultra MAGA stuff everywhere. Absolutely, positively, everywhere. You will see it on t-shirts and hats you will see it on websites and 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 bumper stickers everywhere that's what joe biden did what works better as a meme ultra maga or let's go brandon case closed i'm tony katz No matter what, no matter what, inflation, ultra MAGA, whatever it is, uh, you you think the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is the top story in America? Oh, okay, that 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 trial is just a freak show. It's the baby formula, kids. The baby formula is the story. The fact that it cannot be found. The fact that parents are in panic mode. Now, I did some some looking earlier, as I said, and you know, and 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 things are going to change. What I found is that I can find it at a place like Target. They've got three of them. I don't know if they usually have thirty three of them, right? I don't I don't know what their normal stockpiles are. But people everywhere discussing how they can't find it. And I ask the question, why can't we just make it? 
Now, check with your doctor. Don't listen to me. I'm a radio guy. I don't get to tell you how to make formula. And certainly, I'm sure there are things you can do that can be very, very damaging. You should know how to do this. But I also make mention of the fact that before Abbott Laboratories was making formula, people fed their kids. How do you think the species got here? People fed their children. So uh, it, it, it's possible, and it may have to be probable. I, I've made the argument, can, can we get a couple of restaurants or, or food service organizations together and just start developing some? Is this, a, is this about not having the raw materials, or is this about how the FDA is keeping the, uh, you know, this laboratory closed, or this plant, I should say, closed, where they claim bacteria came from that killed two infants? And Abbott Laboratories is saying it didn't come from us. But the, the lab's been cleaned, or the, I should say the plant's been cleaned, so why can't we get back to it? We've got a dangerous situation, and it's what Americans are talking about. And Democrats today are voting on abortion. Way to stay focused. I'm Tony Katz. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.